It's time to screw the norms. To fit in, we often hide what's on our minds, who we really are, or who we want to be, or even what we want to do. But now you're having the right conversations. Here, we'll talk about sex, relationships, and mental health, and how they interact with each other and so many other aspects of life. Shame can't survive when we're honest and curious with each other and ourselves. It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. You've probably figured this out by yourself by now, but if you own a vulva, did you know that there is a three in five chance that having penetrative sex doesn't result in an orgasm? Enter Zumio. <laughs> Zumio is a one-of-a-kind toy with the sole purpose of providing a unique, stimulating experience. And guess what? It doesn't even vibrate. It rotates with a concentrated pinpoint energy that allows you to control how and where you use it. There are four different models specifically designed for your personal intensity preferences. And Zumio is great for vulva mapping and exploring the rest of your body, whether that is solo or with a partner. Check out www.myzumio.com Rachel. That's R-A-C-H-E-L for a special discount for the Right Conversations listeners and take control of your orgasms today. Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to episode 11 of the Right Conversations. Today, we are having a conversation about relationship comparisonitis and, in turn, the natural phases of a romantic or sexual relationship. And <laughs> this is a very interesting topic because oftentimes when we're comparing ourselves to others or we're comparing our relationship to other relationships, we're looking for something. We're looking to see if we're quote-unquote normal we're looking to see if we are doing okay. We are looking for validation. We're assessing a threat. We are looking outside of ourselves to try to feel better or more stable or more secure about what's going on for us or what we're experiencing. And so in turn, when we understand the natural phases of a typical, not every, but a typical romantic slash sexual relationship, we actually will compare less because if we understand what's going on and we feel comfortable and confident in what's going on, chances are we are not going to compare as much, right? If, if you feel very comfortable and confident in your body or in who you are, chances are you're going to be not looking at other people's bodies in ways to compare or looking at somebody else's life experience to compare because you feel confident in yours. And you may look at theirs and say, wow, that is so, so impressive, but it won't be, that's so much more impressive than mine, right? That's the difference is we are always, always, almost always, I don't love absolutes, <laughs> almost always encouraged to look at other people and say, wow, that's amazing. You're incredible. What you've accomplished is incredible. Your relationship is something I admire, right? Your, um, where you live, 
your salary, how much money your business is bringing in. All of these things are things that we can look at and admire and uh, express a desire for without getting into this comparisonitis. I want to quickly interrupt this episode to talk about my latest project with Best Self Co. If you don't already know, Best Self Co. is a brand with a range of simple yet meaningful tools that help people achieve their goals, be more productive, and create positive change in their life. I've had the pleasure of working with Best Self Co. on a few projects, the latest being their brand new Intimacy After Dark deck. This 150 card conversation deck is a tool for talking about and exploring sex to bring more connected intimacy into your life. The deck was designed with all relationship structures in mind and includes a conversation framework adapted and approved by me that guides you through consensual and comfortable conversations about sex. Best Self was so kind to provide a code to my listeners so that you can get your hands all over the Intimacy After Dark deck before it's gone. Use the code RACHEL, R-A-C-H-E-L, during checkout at bestself.co and get 30% off the new Intimacy After Dark deck. That's bestself.co and code RACHEL for 30% off the new After Dark deck. I want to thank Best Self Co. for being one of today's podcast sponsors. Now, back to our conversation. Let's dive into this relationship piece. Now, you all probably know by now that I talk a lot about how relationships are relationships are relationships are relationships, meaning that our world kind of puts our relationships in a hierarchy. We have our one partner at the top, if if we're talking about our mononormative culture, we have our one partner at the top, and then we have our family members, and then we have our friends, and then we have our acquaintances and our coworkers, and it's kind of like this like ladder of importance. And in reality, you know, when I tell people I'm non-monogamous and they're like, oh, I could never have more than one relationship. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you do. You probably have more than one friend. You probably have more than one family member. You maintain multiple relationships with tons of people. And the tools and skills and things that we bring to one relationship, we can bring to all of our relationships. So today we're going to be talking specifically about a partnered relationship. So whether you're monogamous or non-monogamous, doesn't matter. This could be one of your partners. This could be uh, your one partner. doesn't really matter. But we're talking about the the relationship in your life that fills this romantic sexual piece. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, but Rachel, I'm asexual. I don't have a sexual relationship with someone. It's simply romantic. Great. If that's the case for you, that's probably what we're going to be talking about here. Although this research and the stuff that I am going to be talking about was all done with humans that identify as allosexual, meaning that they are someone who experiences sexual desire and actively acts on that. The opposite may be true for you. You may be someone who is sexual with someone and has a sexual relationship, but there's no romance there. All of those are okay. What we're talking about today, though, mostly is the relationship that has both of those aspects. In 
a monogamous relationship, that is your partner. In a non-monogamous relationship, this may be your primary partner, could be your nesting partner, could be your anchor partner. It may be that you have three of them like I do. <laughs> but that's the that's the relationship that we're going to be talking about today. So no two relationships are the same. And a lot of romantic and sexual relationships go through similar stages. Now, these stages may look different if you're monogamous or not monogamous. The stages may look different if you're looking to ride the relationship escalator with someone versus wanting to create your own milestones with someone. The relationship escalator is simply a way of explaining this like automatic course that a lot of us assume we're on. So it's like you meet, you start flirting, you start dating, then you start dating quote unquote exclusively, you become boyfriend and girlfriend, then you get engaged, then you get married, then you have kids, and then you, I don't know, fall off the escalator and die. That's usually where the escalator images end. And with all of that said, and the acknowledgement that no two relationships are the same, your relationship is your relationship, and it can look exactly how you and the other person in relationship with you wants it to look, it is really helpful to understand the typical stages of a relationship. So let's dive in. The very, very first stage or phase of a romantic slash sexual relationship is called, yeah, you probably know this one, the honeymoon phase. You've probably heard this term before, and it's a super, super, super real thing. When you start connecting with someone that you like, you find them exciting, they find you exciting, you're excited to learn about them, you have all these incredible passionate feelings, you can't get enough of them, they can't get enough of you. There's anticipation, there's curiosity, there's nervousness and wonder. And this is often the phase where we get swept away with our feelings. And sometimes we think that we have found, you know, the one or one of the ones and Often we're having really mind-blowing, passionate sex. But here's the thing. The honeymoon phase is super, super, super common and normal. Completely. Soak it up. And try not to make any big decisions during the honeymoon phase. Don't necessarily get engaged. Don't necessarily move in together. Just simply wait until some of these initial chemicals and hormones wear off a little bit so that you can truly see your compatibility. You can truly see if your life works well with the other person's life. And what's really interesting is, you know, I, I just mentioned chemicals and hormones and neurotransmitters and all that. During the, the honeymoon phase of a relationship, dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline increase. And that is part of what really creates this like feeling of desire and attraction towards this other person. And dopamine is the feel-good neurotransmitter. So it helps us to feel good. We want to keep going back to get that dopamine hit. Serotonin in addition to many other things, brings us happiness and joy. And adrenaline, also known as norepinephrine, gives you a very energized and euphoric feeling. So combine energy, euphoria, 
joy, happiness, and the feel-good feeling, that combination, it can create a a little bit of blindness <laughs> to certain things. We may not see uh, something that someone does or something that someone believes or a way that they act that we actually don't like. And there's nothing wrong. Again, there's nothing wrong with like leaning into this phase as long as you're being aware and you're being as safe as possible. And after some time passes, these hormones and neurotransmitters dissipate. And what that allows you to do is actually see you, the other person, and the relationship for what it is without the cloudiness of like, oh my God, this is new. Everything's amazing. Everything's perfect. And again, this honeymoon phase can last anywhere from just at the very beginning all the way up to a year. For some people, it wears off like a couple months in depending on how much you're seeing each other, how much you're talking, you know, what type of relationship this is. It just depends. And so don't let anyone else, including me, <laughs> tell you, oh, you're still in the honeymoon phase. You got to get to know yourself well enough to be able to know, am I feeling all of these things that we just talked about? And perhaps am I a little bit blind to certain things? And that blindness, again, is okay. The honeymoon phase is a beautiful phase of a relationship. Allow yourself to go through it. Just don't make any life-changing decisions while you're on it. Just like you don't want to make any life-changing decisions when you're grieving or when you are intoxicated, right? Like if we're in any sort of extreme feeling experience, we want to try not to make decisions that will impact the rest of our lives. The Honey Pot is more than the products in your bathroom cabinet. It's embracing that time of the month. It's staying balanced through the ups and downs, good sex and bad sex. It's exploring, it's learning, it's plant-derived. Powered by herbs and science, the first complete personal care system to get you what you need when you need it. Check out The Honey Pot at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, and on thehoneypot.co. You can enter code RACHEL20, that's R-A-C-H-E-L-2-0, for 20% off your first Honey Pot order on thehoneypot.co. The second phase of a typical romantic slash sexual relationship is what we have uh, coined over here as the back to reality phase. And this is typically during the first or second year of the relationship. Again, these are not like scientific. If you are in this month of your relationship, this is what it is. Just typically this happens around the one to two year mark. And this personally is one of my favorite phases. I, I truly think that it is a, it's a bit of a make or break stage in the relationship. And I think it's full of tons of opportunity because during the honeymoon phase, the person who you're seeing, it's like very hard for them to do anything wrong. You're really swept away with each other. And if there have been issues that have popped up, a lot of times they're not dealt with super head on, not always, but sometimes. And during the back to reality phase is often when a lot of these quote unquote issues uh, tend to start popping up. So as someone who really enjoys uh, deep, intimate talks, 
this part of a relationship is challenging and wonderful. Um, so this is usually where you will start approaching topics that are a bit uncomfortable. Uh, you'll probably meet each other's friends or family. You may realize some things about each other that may annoy you or, you know, need a conversation. And here's the thing that's super important in this phase. Do not run from this. These conversations, this phase, this is what builds true intimacy and connection. If you can come at these things, whether they're issues or exciting things or whatever it is, if you decide that you are a team and are going to come at these things head on together, you will get so close. Be vulnerable, honest, and ask the other person questions. Really share honestly and listen with curiosity and empathy. And this stage really sets the foundation in so many ways for the rest of your relationship. You will get to see if the person who you have fallen for wants to have hard conversations. And if they don't, this may be where you realize that this is not the person for you. Please believe people when they show you who they are. And also remember, if you do wind up breaking up in this phase, that, that does not mean that the relationship was a failure. It is more of a success to leave a relationship that is not for you than to stay in one that you don't want to be in. Now, I do want to just make one note about the timing here. If for whatever reason, the honeymoon phase of your relationship terminates after six months, it's not like you have six months to one year with no phase. Whenever the honeymoon phase ends, that's when we wind up in this back to reality phase. So if you're like, Rachel, yeah, but like my honeymoon phase ended after three and a half months and then we were having these conversations. That's totally cool. And sometimes for, for some people, these kind of blend together. You have like this little honeymoon thing at the very, very beginning. And then all of a sudden you're like, talking about your life goals and if you're compatible to live together and how they handle finances and like all of that is okay. This is just kind of a really zoomed out guideline for most relationships. Luanda Massager is a woman-founded luxury vibrator brand that brings unparalleled quality to a notoriously sketchy industry. Luanda originated as one hell of a classic wand, all the power you could want with an award-winning design to match, and has now become a full line of best-in-class, heart-pounding, hair-raising toys designed with pleasure in mind for all bodies. Take 25% off your order at lawandmassager.com using code Rachel Wright. So then, been through the honeymoon phase, you've been through the back to reality phase, and now you're in what we call the decision-making phase. And this is when everything is really out there, it's on the table, you probably know each other's past traumas, you know, your communication styles and struggles, hangups, weaknesses, needs, fears, you are just like naked emotionally. And this is a very complicated phase because you are often at this point incredibly close. And yet 
that closeness is what is going to help determine if you want to continue this relationship. Now, this is especially true for those who are monogamous and who are looking for someone to get married to, right? If you're monogamous and looking for one person to get married, you got to decide kind of sooner rather than later, often, if you want to say or not and, and grow the relationship. For someone who's non-monogamous and let's say this is a relationship with a uh, secondary or tertiary partner or a partner that is not someone who you're going to live with or have kids with, then there aren't a lot of decisions to be made because you're just seeing each other, right? The, the container of your relationship is a bit smaller, which is totally okay too. There Again, there's no right or wrong here. So often in this phase, you are figuring out if your lifestyles in the big picture are compatible. And you can talk about things like, do you want to go to therapy? Uh, what are your core values? All of the things that you've probably talked about already. It's really time to decide if you want to address these things together or part ways. Some people at this juncture decide that they want to stay in the relationship even though they are not super happy. I truly, truly hope that you do not settle for being happy enough. It is possible for you to have a deep, authentic, overwhelming, wonderful, loving, passionate connection with someone. You do not have to settle for just happy enough. If you are not happy, you can decide to leave and that does not make you a failure. That does not make your relationship a failure. What it means is, is that it, it, the relationship wasn't serving you. And that, friends, is for all relationships. That's one of the relationships or relationships or relationships. If something is not serving you, if it's harming you, friendship, you don't have to be in it. So do you see how understanding these, you can really turn your focus onto your relationship or relationships and not look and compare to other people's relationships. Oh, well, you know, Joe and Stan at seven months, we're doing X, Y, and Z. And me and my partner at seven months are doing A, B, and D. I don't, what's wrong with us? Probably nothing. You're literally in different relationships. So understand that these are guidelines. This is not like every relationship follows this. Now, finally, we have our settling down phase. And in this relationship stage, there's usually not a lot of surprises between the two of you. There may be surprises from external stuff and dealing with things. Um, and because, you know, we're always ever evolving. But there are a lot less surprises than you experienced in the first couple phases of your relationship. And this phase feels very privileged because you really know your partner and your partner really knows you. It is beautiful and sweet and a little bit predictable, but in a very comforting way. And the relationship has probably developed kind of its own language for navigating the world together. Now, it's not going to be always sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, but it's going to be a lot easier to navigate all of the 
rain and storms and uncomfortable conversations because you have had years now of developing your communication style together. Regardless of how long you've been together, this stage really allows the people involved to sink into being their most genuine whole selves, knowing that their partner or partners are going to do their best to be attentive, loving, and open with them, and vice versa. This stage is really what provides a lot of security, and it allows you to sink into that. Now, we talked about brain chemistry in the honeymoon phase, and this is the, the phase where the brain chemistry is actually the most different from the honeymoon phase. So research has shown that the hormones needed to be in happy, healthy, long-term relationships are the hormones oxytocin and vasopressin. Oxytocin, which you've probably heard is like the cuddling bonding hormone, what it does is it increases attachment, it decreases fear, pain, and stress, and it helps regulate the immune system. Fun, huh? Vasopressin plays an important role in our social behavior, sexual motivation, pairing and bonding, and stress response. So the shift from the honeymoon phase hormones into the long-term relationship, like settling down hormones, could potentially manifest in feeling less sexual desire towards your partner, and that is okay. The reality of long-term sexual slash romantic relationships that have a sexual component is that the sexual relationship is going to ebb and flow. In the very first episode of this podcast, we talked about how to talk about sex and other intense topics with your partner. And I mentioned working with a company that I love and have partnered with called Best Self Co. They're the company that I created the Intimacy After Dark deck with. Well, I love the team over there. And as a thank you for listening to this podcast, we are combining forces to give one lucky listener per episode a free Intimacy After Dark deck. What do you have to do to enter? Visit bestself.co slash Rachel. Plus, don't forget that they are offering all my listeners 30% off the new After Dark deck. Again, visit bestself.co and use promo code Rachel. So there are three things that you can do if you feel this. Acknowledge it, communicate about it, and start creating new ways to feel intimacy together. This is also a really good time to ask yourself, where is my libido in general? And am I prioritizing myself? Am I in touch with what my wants and desires are? Or have I lost that because I've been pouring myself into this relationship? When you have an empty cup, it is really hard to pour out. Aside from these four phases, there are so many little stages that are mixed in that are such important relationship landmarks. And these four are definitely the biggest and most notable relationship stages that happen in a longer term romantic sexual relationship. I hope that hearing this is comforting to you. And the truth is, no one person or relationship is perfect. And we are all continuously figuring this out. Everyone has the potential to learn, grow, and add to their toolkits to be better equipped in their existing and in their future relationships. So I hope that you can fill up your toolkit with so many tools, feel good about the fact that you are normal, that you are allowed to change and your relationship is allowed to change and you're going to go through different phases 
especially in a long-term relationship. The longer you're together, the more phases you're going to go through together. And it's important to lean in and enjoy those, even the ones that feel hard. And the more, again, the more that you can focus on you and your relationship, the less you will have that comparisonitis of looking outside of you to check in and see how you're doing. Check in with you to see how you're doing, not the other way around. If you have any questions about this material, please feel free to reach out. Send me a DM, email me, reach out on my website. You know where to reach me. I hope that this information is helpful and I will see you in our next episode. Bye. That's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together.